0: Greetings, my fellow nurse brothers and nurse sisters. Welcome to the SoundCloud Nurse Mendoza episode four channel. Please don't forget this is brought to you by Nurse Mendoza. So follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also YouTube. So <laughs> that said, I definitely want to talk about the question of the day, which is uh, transitioning from surge nurse from four to five patients to strictly a critical care unit with one or two patients. So I'm going to just explain to you how different it is. It's completely different. It's nine day. The reason why I say that is because when you have your patients that are in surge tele, you have MedSurg, you have five patients. And I'll give you an example of my first day on the surge floor. I remember like it was yesterday. First patient came in, pulmonary edema, uh, had CHF issues. So it was a heart failure patient he was on non-compliant not taking his lasix he wasn't diuresing so he was having a hard time breathing and then uh, my other patient of course was isolation c diff i mean he was just no lie like hershey squirts galore so (laughs) we're sending samples sending it out making sure the patient's okay and cleaning them up every two hours i mean it was insane isolation gown and everything my third patient was diabetic so i'm checking his blood sugar all the time and he also had uh, heart issues and my fourth patient uh, was also a diabetic. He also had uh, below-the-knee amputation, so we had to change the wound on that. that was, there was gangrene going on. We had to pre- hopefully um, prevent him from not getting in, uh, you know, septicemia, which is blood infection, and preventing him to get you know, um, any other types of infection because he just was a non-compliant diabetic. Um, And my last patient, my fifth patient was a GI patient. Um, We had to make sure there was no bleeding because he had GI bleeding, internal bleeding. Uh, So we had to replace uh, fluids. We had to give him blood. And of course, you're assessing all these patients. So it was very tricky. I remember my first day I was getting tested to the max. Patience is the virtue, and you have to know what you're going to do with these patients. So you do focus assessments. So the GI patient, I'm focusing on the GI. I'm focusing on the H&H, on the labs, diagnostics. I'm focusing if there's um, you know, the blood that you're sending out. Uh, all, you're looking at the at the stool sending a stool sample making sure there's no blood in there and if the H&H is dropping you know you're going to follow up with the doctors see what the new orders are and there's more parameters you're searching for then the other isolation patients you're checking their blood sugars making sure it's therapeutic and then also the wound changes for this patients you're making sure you're following parameters and you're changing the wound dressing per MD order and that was every two hours and then the other patient that I had of course that was a CHF-er, given LASIKS diuretics, and them watch them on the monitor making sure their heart rate doesn't go tacky from losing so much fluid so of course there's so much you're going with and all these five patients you are giving what five to six probably seven meds in the morning when you first clock in so what's what what's five times five you're 25 meds right when you clock in, in the morning so it is a hustle and bustle with five patients. It is not easy. So time management is key. You're typing and you're charting and documenting on five different patients. So it does get overwhelming. But time management is what you learn from those five patients and learning how to have effective communication. Now, Let's talk about critical care. It was a whole new world when I went to ICU. My hat's off indefinitely uh, for all the intensive care unit nurses that were so patient with me, that believed uh, that I was able to go out and work in the ICU. And that also gave me confidence and they were very, very, very patient with me. My hats go off to a lot of the nurses that train me in the ICU and the CVICU because they were teaching me everything from ABGs to ART lines to CVP, which is the central venous pressure. You're looking at the, when they're intubated. You're looking at tidal volume. You're looking at the PEEP. You're looking at um, you know, making sure that the oxygenation's correct. You're looking at the waveforms. You're looking at everything with the patient. So let me give you a breakdown. One experience in the ICU that I had. One of the experiences, this was pretty crazy. I remember one patient came out, straight coronary artery bypass graft surgery, and we had an external pacer because this patient was, uh, heart rate wasn't doing very well, ejection fraction was low, but they had an external pacer just in case after the surgery. Three chest tubes, um, a couple drips, all these IV fluids, and of course, a huge extensive history. And my other patient was a dialysis patient, intubated, uh, was also, you know, of course, on sedation, uh, fentanyl oversed and propofol, all that good stuff to keep the patient sedated. And we're, di- we're uh, doing dialysis, pulling two liters. Within 30 minutes, Within like the four hours of my shift, my patient goes Brady, the external pacer at that moment, we're trying to figure that out and put it on and and get the atropine out for this patient to get the heart rate up. And while my other patient starts decompensating and the blood pressure starts dropping, systolic blood pressure was like 60 over 30 because of the dialysis, we're pulling too much water from this patient. So this was where it gets intense. That's why they call it intensive critical care unit. So you really have to know the material. You have to know from the patient what you know, their allergies, what's their code status, what is their goal, their care plan, their history. You're doing the vital signs, of course, their BP, their pulse, their rate, their admitting weight, their running weight. If they gain... Um, you know, weight from the eyes and nose, their 24-hour input, output, their intake, their net volume, their IV fluids, if they have a PICC line, a central line, if they have a SWAN, the PA, the measurement from there, if it's exactly where it's located and the number, and if it got pulled, if they're uh what's their vent settings what's their peep what's their tidal volume what's the last abg looking at the antibiotics what ivs are they running what other fentanyl drips and other um, you know meds are they on also you're looking at the hemodynamic patient if they are stable cvp if it's not higher than 10 so it's not fluid overloaded if it's cvp less than two they don't have enough volume you're looking at their arterial line pressure making sure that their pressures are mapped which is above 65 you want to make sure that their uh, mean arterial pressure is above 65 so they have enough volume for the whole body that's hemodynamically uh stable patients you're looking at you're also making sure the iv fluids the drips their invasive lines like i mentioned earlier you're making sure you're doing the whole head to toe assessment the pupils their central um you know um, their neuro their heart making sure you know if they're not tacky if they're brady or what's their arrhythmia you know what's their causes of it you're looking in looking at the chest tube the output input the abdomen what are they eating what type of uh ng tube feeding are they on what's the residual i mean this is a lot and the intensive care unit and it doesn't stop there you look at the labs what's the labs potassium was it replaced was the magnesium replaced was it given what type of insulin are they on what's the insulin every hour that you check that you gave um and it keeps going guys no lie the labs diagnostics like i mentioned before you're taking them to ct with all these drips and lines you're making sure they're on their scuds sequentials what's their gi and you're making sure what their nutrition and wound care most importantly yes you got to look at the plan of care are they improving? Are they uh, getting better to where we're going to uh, the goal for the patient? So that is ICU, ladies and gents. It's not just five patients. You're looking at two patients that are critically critically sick and you are improving their care of plan or per, uh, plan of care to get them better to extubate them to ambulate them and to make sure that they are getting to the point where you can downgrade them to uh, to tele med surge and have them go home that is my transition guys hopefully that helped i know this is very long but i wanted to explain my experiences to you guys this is the transition from medsertelli to icu i recommend it because you will learn so much the first six to eight months will be rough but you will be an awesome icu nurse after that you will get your experience like i said my fellow nurse brothers and sisters please subscribe on all my social media platforms youtube facebook twitter snapchat and also um, right here on soundcloud since you're listening and don't forget Please let me know how your transition was. Comment on the bottom here and let me know how your transition was from, you know, from the floor to going to ICU. All right, my fellow nurse brothers and sisters, I love you, peace, love, advocate, nurse and don't forget to stay cardiac strong and I'll talk to you guys later. All right, peace.